My name is Dr. Michael Brown, and this is Three Words, a bite-sized podcast about the simple and strategic choices that all of us can make in order to be fully alive. Today in the studio, I have none other than Ricky May, a good friend of mine. We've known each other for a very long time, but today we have a really important conversation that I presume every single person on the planet needs to hear, and that is this, push your limits. It's so easy to be stuck in the stale, to be immobilized in the mundane, to be choosing on a daily basis simply the mediocre. Why not go for it? Why not take courageous risks? Why not try something you've never done? Why not walk out your front door and on the spot run a marathon? Which my friend Ricky May talks about. It was a fantastic conversation. Provocative, real, raw. I mean, there's things that you probably have never heard on Three Words Podcast before, but it was so much fun, full of energy to be with my friend Ricky, who has decided at this point in his life, he is tired of being afraid. He is tired of just coasting, and it's time to actually do something for real. Enjoy this episode. Push your limits. Ricky May. Michael Brown. <laughs> it has been probably two years since we have actually sat face-to-face having a conversation, and I'm excited just to catch up on your life and particularly framing it around these three words. Push your limits. Push (laughs) your (laughs) limits. It's interesting. On my walk to the studio today, I actually came up on the spot, and you're going to get a kick out of this because you know me so well, an acrostic on limits. Of course you did. Leadership, intentionality, mindset, identity. Mm Mm-hmm. Tenacity and sacrifice. Ooh, my God. (laughs) Let's write a book together. Push the limits. So, but seriously, Ricky, it's been a while. Uh, Obviously, I knew you in college. I was a mentor in your life. We developed a great friendship during that time. Um, And here you are, all grown up, an online health coach. That's right. A father. There's lots going on in your life, but I'm just curious. Let's just start the conversation around the three words push your limits. Do you feel like, because I know you as a very intense human being, do you feel like someone who indeed is pushing limits right now? I do. I do. So, okay. So I was thinking about this, Michael. And I was like, all right, I've got my three words, push your limits. And then I was like, okay, but I have three more and slow down. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I know that we uh, were limited to three words, three words podcast represent trademark. Uh, But like, Man, it is so, especially in our culture, like it's go, go, go. Everything is like we, I mean, as Americans, I feel like we are encouraged to like never stop grinding, get it, you know, like, and uh, that has been good for me as an entrepreneur, a new entrepreneur has been good for me as a a single dad, but it's also, I feel like there's some toxicity there. Mm -hmm. And I would love to hear your thoughts on that because I know you're a very intense individual. Well, I want you to, I want you to push the limits. I want people to go for their dreams. I want them to, to live a life of intention. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want us to actually build a life that has deep meaning and matters, but I want people to, I want people to do hard things. Yes. So when I think this idea, when I think about this notion of pushing your limits, I want people to do hard things things. It's been said, and I forget exactly who said it, that everything we want in life is on the other side of hard. Yeah. And and I want people to actually take risks and I want them to be courageous because I think pushing the limits begins with a mindset, an intense mindset, yes. an innovative mindset. And 
clearly you're doing that. You're building a new business now. Tell me about that. Yeah. So, okay. So I hear what you're saying because like, I feel like there's this fine line between complacency and doing just nothing and, uh, or, or not doing nothing, but you know, it's very easy. And I've, I feel like this was me last summer, 2020, uh, when everything was shut down, 2021, not so much, but you know, it's like I worked, I did an IT job. I worked uh, semi-hard uh, in a corporate setting, and then I would come home and play video games. And that was great. <laughs> like you got your video games, you got Netflix, um, and that was a cushy life. I was getting paid well. I was, I was paying the bills and sort of like humming along. And uh, that was good for me because I am a very intense individual, and I think I needed some downtime. But I know that's like the norm for a lot of people. Yeah. That's their so what life. changed? Well, uh, I feel like I finally got out of survival mode. Got a little bit of money because um, I had a divorce a couple of years ago um, and got into a routine with uh, my daughter, Melly, uh, as a single dad. And that was hard, but it was good for me to slow down a little bit and take that much needed breath of, of fresh air um, and just go sit by the pool sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I can only do that for so long, yeah. you know, and uh, I started this this journey last year of exploring like, dude, I'm out of survival mode. I'm in a comfortable spot, what do I want my life to be about? Uh, I'm not part of the church anymore. I was uh, back in the day with you. Um, my my trajectory has changed a lot. What do I want to be about? What do I want to do? What do I want to spend my time doing uh, besides being a father and and whatever? And uh, started exploring that. And so it started first with you asking some really thoughtful, reflective questions about yes. what's next, which but- was scary. That oh, of course. Scary, but also pushing like, your limits is going to, I mean, just the notion itself, when you say to someone, I want you to push your limits immediately, yeah. what's happening in most people's mindset is I'm afraid. Yes. What is I that going to mean? How hard is it going to be? Is, is it going to be achievable? Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing some of those questions came on in your mind. Yes. I, yeah. So I was shooting myself. Oh, are we allowed to cuss on here? Yes. You can cuss on three yeah. podcast. <laughs> Feel free. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I was, I was shooting myself, but then I had a good friend of mine be like, dude, Ricky, this is exciting. You're out of survival mode. You, you have the ability now to dream about what you want to do. And I was like, oh yeah, what, well, what do I like doing? And I've always loved fitness and it was really healthy for me to like, I love music, I love fitness, I love all sorts of different stuff. And I started exploring. I joined a band for a little while. Um, I talked with my buddy Corey about starting a hot tub, like making hot tubs, little <laughs> ones, because we both lo- like, who doesn't love hot tubs? Um, all sorts of random stuff, art. Uh, and then I got more and more into lifting again because COVID was getting less intense, uh, was and um, that quickly developed into like, dude, I have a couple dudes who are interested in coaching with me. Um, let's get started on that. And that sort of snowballed. And the side gig picked up more and more and then became a full-time gig. And I, I launched last year. Yeah. I made it. I and how's it. it going? Great. Um, it's still terrifying. Yeah. It's still like... Ooh, I love when you say that because, I mean, obviously, I a previous episode was with my good friend and, and former fitness coach, Carter Good. We flew to yeah. Austin, Texas. Those three words were fitness isn't everything. And he is a wild success. I mean, yeah. he's seeing incredible results. And yet he talks about the fact, even in the podcast, the episode, the conversation that we had, that it still feels scary. Oh, my gosh. So, so what you're saying is even when you're pushing the limits... There's never going to be a time as you push the limits, as you chase your dreams, as you go after who you want to become and what you want to actually do. You're still going to be afraid from time to time. Dude, it never goes away. Are you okay? <laughs> so here's my question. Are you okay with that? 
Yeah, I'm getting more and more okay with it, <laughs> especially as I hear. So I have, I invest in mentors. I invest in coaches. Um, I have coaches right now that are, I think they're set to make 5 million just this calendar year. Um, and they talk about imposter, um, imposter syndrome mm-hmm. and like it never goes away. You always think like, what if somebody finds out I'm not good enough? What if I'm not good enough? What if I fail? What if I never get another client? And like hearing that people who are light years ahead of me, and and seeing how far I've come and seeing how that struggle never goes away was really, really good for me. It's like, wait, you too? You're, you're also terrified that you're going to like run out of money next week and everybody's going to hate you and you're going to like <laughs> crash and burn? I'm going to hit pause real quick right now and just interrupt this really entertaining and exuberating conversation with my friend Ricky May to invite you to subscribe to Three Words Podcast as well to maybe share it with a friend. Now back to the episode. Well, it's interesting you talk about fear because what I have learned as a life coach and as someone who spends a lot of time with people who are struggling with fear is that there is just as much fear and terror even being comfortable and coasting mm. as going for it. Okay. So so the reality is we're afraid either way, yep. but we tend to actually experience more anxiety when we're in that kind of like cruise control mode. Yes. Actually, anxiety decreases as energy, enthusiasm, and initiative increases. Yes. Okay. So can you relate to that? I can because for me, I, I'm a very anxious person. Um, and one huge thing that my coaches help me with, this could be another three words, is take massive action. Um, mm-hmm. For me, I don't know if you have ever struggled with this, Michael. I feel like you haven't. I just see you as Superman. So I'm like, dude, he's good. <laughs> You're he kind. Good. Um, but like when I'm in my head, when I'm really struggling, um, taking action, doing something, taking one step, whatever it is, if it's like messaging someone about a possible sale or like, like they're interested in coaching or if it was building one workout or whatever it is in life. Um, cleaning one room of my messy apartment with, mm-hmm. you know, my kid who's a whirlwind and there's toys everywhere. It's like, dude, just pick one thing and freaking do it and go hard for five minutes or whatever. Just yes. do the, do the damn thing. And, uh, it was really, really helpful for me because like I get so in my head, I overthink uh-huh. everything and I'm spiraling and it's like, okay, let me just goose for a bar, yeah. take a minute and just do well, one and, thing. And again, that's one of the reasons that we did an episode. Don't overthink it (laughs) because in fact, it's one of our most sought after episodes in three words podcast, because everyone I talked, I shouldn't say everyone I talked to, but most people I talk to can describe a situation where they're in their head. And typically when we're in our head, we're not dreaming. We're not designing. We're actually um, stuck. We're not doing anything productive. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So I like that idea. We should do that podcast together, take massive action, but even what you described isn't massive. Yeah. It's intentional. Yes. Right. It's intentional. Um, and I can't remember. I, I, I designed, even as we, I walked over here, the, 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 the acrostic, the acrostic. For, for, for our, for this idea of limits. Did yeah. I share that already on the podcast? I think so. Yeah. Yes. I already said it. So, yeah. So yeah. I think one of the, what the two words that are in there that I think are really important are intentionality mm-hmm. and tenacity, the ability to start something but then also to be able to carry it through yes. and not just do it once because 21 days to develop a habit, yeah. 90 days to create a lifestyle. Yeah. But it all begins with the first choice, the one room, the one thing. You talked about that five minutes of intentionality. It makes a huge thing. <clears throat> and my guess is as you built your business, you just keep making these intentional choice after intentional choice after intentional choice. And then now we're calling it 
Ricky May has pushed the limits. <laughs> but all it has been has been a series of these yeah. simple, strategic, in-the-moment choices. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and not a ton of time to think about it. Be- like, dude, I was... Uh, so like I said, single dad and my mom is very, very gracious, helps me out a ton, but I would work all day at Marathon Petroleum and uh, making, fixing people's computer issues, setting up new computers for them. And in between, I was doing stuff for my business. I was coaching clients. I was a little bit on the clock. Sorry, Marathon. <laughs> like uh, Double dipping and, and, and doing stuff where I could. Uh, building my business. And then I would get home and be like, dude, I need to unplug as much as I can because I get, what, four hours with my kid before it's like yeah. bedtime. And and I need to be intentional with that time too. Intentionality is huge. And Michael, again, I have done the bad thing. I've, I've over committed. I've over, I've done massive action in the past and been very burnt out. Um, so I'm good at like kicking myself in the ass and, and going for stuff. It's just, I'm learning the limits of like, I don't know if it's a compulsion or what. Again, I don't know if you've experienced this. You seem very balanced. But for me, I tend to overbalance one way or the other. And usually I overbalance in terms of like too much. Well, I don't believe in balance. In fact, people ask me often as a life coach and as a counselor, you know, how do I achieve balance in life? And I always say you won't. Balance doesn't exist. In fact, balance is an outcome. It's not a choice. So what I say is don't focus on balance. Focus on routines. Focus on rhythms. So if you get really excited and I – and I. I'm always out of balance unless I'm in that one moment because sometimes you feel like, oh, I'm in this like cool space called balance. Yeah. Don't get too excited. You described it. We're basically like pendulums as human beings. Yes. You're just on your way to the other side and you've yeah. had a snapshot when you're in the middle. <laughs> so, you know, obviously as we grow and develop and evolve, we want to be able to pull that in and not be so extreme, but there's no such thing. And again, that's where you start overthinking it. Yeah. If you're like, I got to find the perfectly balanced life. You'll spend forever trying to achieve the thing that's impossible. Yeah. Why not continue to say, yeah, I didn't do very good this week on that. I need to pull it in a little bit. For you, I would say one of the key ingredients in pushing your limits is to actually set limits. So again, <laughs> you can do both at the same time. Yeah. You can push your limits while setting limits, creating boundaries, a, a, a a strong stop on a particular day where you're like, you know what? I'm done for the day. I'm not yes. going to think. I'm going to clear my mind. I'm going to do this other thing. I'm going to spend time with Mel. I'm going to – that's your child. Yep. Uh, to say that to the world. Am I allowed <laughs> to say her name on the Three Words podcast? Yeah. Okay, great. So she's now a celebrity. <laughs> that's right. Um, but to be able to actually draw lines, set boundaries, set limits as you push your limits. So can you share with our audience, with our viewers, our listeners, you know, maybe an example of when you really pushed your limits and – and what did you learn from that? Because I heard yes. a rumor that you decided one day just to wake up in the morning. Maybe it wasn't this extreme, but yeah. wake up in the morning and go run a marathon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Can I get comfortable? Is this cool if I do this? Is oh, wait. This all right? Sure. Oh. So for those of you who are listening, Ricky May just took off his shoes and now he's sitting Sorry. cross-legged on our leather chair like in the Three natural. Words podcast. Um, so, Michael. So this was – this is an interesting story. I um, So this is 2019. It was the fall. And, um, trigger warning might cry because I tend to do that a lot now, more in touch with my emotions. But so I just found out some, some deep, dark truths and, and terrible stuff. And my marriage was ending and it was very overwhelming and I was holding it together. I did not 
get completely crushed under the weight of of just like oh my god my life is about to drastically change but um uh, so still working still doing all the things still hanging out with mel and there was this one morning it was a thursday morning and i woke up and it was heavy like i could just feel like hmm. fuck dude how am i supposed to do this how am i supposed to like stay alive and make all these moves and like i need to sell my house i need to downsize i need to get a new job i need to do all these things my life is drastically changing and i knew um i knew that i was either going to do a bunch of drugs um smoke a bunch of weed Uh, i didn't have mel sorry let me say that she was not with me this morning (laughs) but i knew i was gonna smoke a bunch of weed um or or like jump off a bridge or something um or go channel all this craziness into something mildly healthy um and i drank a cup of coffee and i grabbed a water bottle and because i had heard i was like i'm gonna go on a run i'm gonna go on a really long run and I heard that like long distance people will like have simple sugars, simple carbs or something as they work out to keep their blood sugar high. So I squirted some honey in like a Kroger, like 16 ounce bottle. I was like, this would be good. And I ran out the door and I, well, I Googled how far it was to Perrysburg. I'm like, all right, this is 13 miles. I'll just run to Perrysburg and back. And this is a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to run a marathon today. And I ran out the door and ran to Perrysburg. Um, and I I felt good until around mile 15. And that's when the fucking wheels started coming off. So 15, you're on your way back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was, I think I was by like that Lucky Haskins uh, thing on, on Dixie Highway, which also, note to self, don't, don't run down Dixie Highway if you're going to run a marathon. That was a terrible idea. I almost died multiple times. Oh my gosh. Because there's no margin. There's no. no there's, <laughs> there's, it's, not a, it's not a running zone. It's you like, were definitely pushing your limits. I was. And it felt great because I knew I needed that outlet. Again, mm-hmm. I knew I was going to do something crazy, Michael. I was not in a good place. And I run down. I'm running back and I'm hitting the wall hard. My water bottle is empty. Michael, I'm literally... I'm stealing water out of people's garden hoses as I'm running down Dixie Highway. Like I'm looking for water. It's hot. It's it's September, early September, so it's like 80 something. I'm I'm in shorts and shoes and nothing and dying. <laughs> Literally dying. And um and stealing water out of people's hoses out of the sides of their house, the spigots. And uh the sheriff stopped me. He pulled me over. And he's like, son, what in the hell are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I just, you know, found out I'm what um, a story. It was rough. So let me ask you, what did you learn through that experience? I'm assuming there's some takeaways for our listeners, for our viewers. Yes. What did you <clears throat> learn? You did a crazy people would say crazy thing. Yeah. And it was precipitated by frustration, yes. by fear, yes, by anger, by confusion. Like it actually, you feel like in many ways it was an, it was almost something you had to do. Yes. Yes. So, so talk to me about the lessons learned. Yeah. One huge lesson I learned was like, dude, this reel it in Ricky, but also moving your body, getting out of your head and into your body, um, can be hugely effective for dealing with overwhelming emotions. Hmm. Hugely effective. Like I still, I mean, I have a, a much, I don't run impromptu marathons anymore but like some days when i'm really struggling especially sunday nights uh when mel goes back to her mom um it is hard so i've i'll go outside and do 200 pull-ups 
I'll do crazy workouts because it's like there are healthy. You're going to be addicted to something, um, whether it's like, I don't know. I, I just feel like you get to choose your addiction. So pick a good one. So for me, it's like I'm going to choose um, fitness as a go to uh, endorphin spike as a yeah. go to like, you know, they're about runners high and stuff. Well, like and you're that. also talking about the intersection of different dimensions of life, the emotional dimension intersecting with the physical dimension. Yeah. Um, yeah. And how the, they affect each other. The emotions can be, can be tackled with physical, physical can actually address emotions. Yep. And I love that intersectionality conversation that actually there's things you can do that don't seem related yeah. for growth and healing and evolution Yeah, that are really important. And well, and, I mean, I feel like you talked about like the, I forget if it's like the three-legged stool or like you have these different pillars in your life, these different columns. Um, so it's like, yes, physical. I'm also still going to therapy though. I also still am investing in mentors. I also still have good friends that I talk to on Marco yeah. Polo or whatever. And what like, so we never, we no longer talk about the three-legged stool in DME coaching. It is the 12 dimensions of life. That's they're actually, right. they're actually that's 12 right. yeah. pillars. If yeah. Such a thing. But obviously physical being one of them, emotional, you're talking about relational, you're you're bringing in a lot of the different dimensions, even in our conversation today. And I think it's fair to say to any of our viewers and listeners, push the limits, push your limits in all of those, not, not, not in a crazy sort of way, but in a very intentional, it can be spontaneous as you clearly have demonstrated, but it needs to be intentional and it needs to be forward motion. Well, and the regularity of like, okay, dude, instead of. Ricky, instead of fucking running a marathon on the spot, like how about you build this into your day regularly? So every day I'm doing 100 push-ups, and I didn't start there, but like that's my my norm now. Like every day I'm working out, or every week I'm working out several times a week, lifting, and then every day getting movement in, getting walks in, doing stuff that isn't crazy. Like don't start with 100 push-ups either. Uh, I built up to that, but like start with one. Yeah. Start with a couple push-ups. Start with something that you like to do. If you like Peloton, freaking jump on that bike for five minutes. Yeah. Like get those healthy things, uh, endorphins in your in your body and in your mind because like getting regular doses of it instead of sure. like one huge one that destroys you and like like I fell asleep in the shower after the marathon because I was so <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. So, so you learned a lesson, obviously, in, yeah. in the effects on the physical and emotional dimension of your life. But let's kind of end and kind of wrap up this conversation with simply this idea. And I want you to speak to this. Has pushing your limits in these various dimensions of your life and even at this season of your life as you're making career changes and stepping into the role of single parenting and so on, has pushing your limits, has it been a good thing for you? Oh, so good. So good. Yeah. Um, I, it could be much easier. I mean, mean, just the default, like, Mm -hmm. what is it? 40% of Americans are classified or be obese. Um, most people like, was it Thoreau that talks about most men leading lives of quiet desperation? Um, it is very easy to just slip into mediocrity, mediocrity. coasting. Yes. Just, and yeah. as I'm pushing my limits, as I continue to make strides, it's like, yes, it's exhausting, but in a good way. It's that feel post workout where you're like, oh man, I needed that. Like, yeah. I'm tired, but it's a good tired. I'm going to sleep better tonight. Like, push my limits and all this. And the nice thing, Michael, is like, I get messages all the friggin' time of people like people who are in that level of mediocrity and you know partying their asses off and and watching Netflix and they're not happy and they text me they're like dude happy. I just did I just did forty pushups and a, a week like a couple week crunches and I'm sore as hell but like I loved it I'm like yes. bro yes like always text me this like they're not 
clients or whatever, but it's still like, I love that me showing up on Instagram and, and doing crazy stuff uh, regularly is like inspiring other people to pick it up, to like do yeah. more. You know what I mean? It's, you know, we need to sit it together again, maybe even off camera and just dive into some of these conversations because, you know, once a life coach, always a life coach, once a mentor, yeah. you're like, always a mentor. Please. I'd love to kind of hear more. And, but I appreciate even you giving us just a snapshot, a little cliff notes for today. And so if I could say to our viewers and listeners who have joined our conversation here with my dear friend, Ricky May, wherever you are in your life, there's probably an area or two where you have been coasting. And I want to challenge you today, like right now, right now, to take massive action, as Ricky May described, and to push your limits. Do a push-up right now. Do it. Come on. Where are you at? Let's go. <laughs> Do something. <laughs> Thanks, Ricky. Thanks, Michael. For life coaching, consulting services, or to hire a keynote speaker, please visit dmbcoaching.com.